Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. I want to share a, a quote with you. This is from Ralph Waldo Emerson, which is easier to say the second service fluidly. What lies behind us and what lies in front of us pales in comparison to what lies inside of us. Just a moment. I need to. There's a quote that I'm going to use in a moment, and I'm going to need my phone. Um, I love that. Because what that means is whatever I'm running from or whatever I think I'm facing and dealing with, what's inside of me is greater than that. What's inside of me is greater. Um, What I would say is if I was going to make it much less poetic is if we feel conflicted or even confused, it's time to activate our superpowers. That we actually have some superpowers available to us. And I I realize it all the time that we're on a spectrum. There's a lot of people in this room, there's a lot of people watching, and and there's a spectrum. There's the, oh my goodness, uh, high distress on this side with how will I make it, what am I going to do, or maybe just fatigue from coping. And then there's a little anxiety, and then there's Um, maybe there's uh, uncertainty, and then there's over here, life is great, but what's next? Actually, I love this. I got an email this week from a a gentleman who watches our faith lifts on Wednesday, and he says, I love the faith lifts, and my life is wonderful, and, you know, but I'm still 86, and I'm pretty sure we're all going to go sometime. And uh, so, so what? So uh, how how do I apply these spiritual principles? It's like, yeah. So do you see, we're all in a great place to discover the superpowers, the superpowers. And what are those superpowers? Actually, Paul said that we are filled with three virtues that are powerful. He called them he called them virtues, and he said that they abide in us. Now, I looked up the word abide. It means to dwell inside, to dwell with to have in us. To abide means to dwell in us. And he said that they were faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of all is love. I'm going to shift the way I talk about them just a tiny bit, and I'm going to start with hope, because I love hope. I love hope. I I, I got a download a long time ago that hope was the beginning step of all unfoldment. If we don't hope, we will not unfold. That it is the seed of uh, uh, the, it is the seed or the promise of a brighter future, no matter what anyone's going through, whether they're 86 and have had a great life, or they're 20 and they're wondering, where am I ever going to get a job? Whatever and everything in between, hope is what pulls us into a future that we can live with. And that can live in us. I think I was inspired by this idea because I was watching people that had no hope. I could tell because there was no light in their eyes. They, they had resigned themselves to just putting up with. 
They saw no shift in sight. And so I'm going to ask you, how many of you know someone that when you look in their eyes, the light is gone? How many of you know a couple like that? It's, and it's hard, it's like, how do we help? Where's, where's that, how do we re-spark that inner light, rekindle that inner light, <laughs> give them a flashlight? Uh, um, I'm not sure, but I do know that one of the things that drives me in my ministry is to rekindle hope in people. Because when we know that there's something within us that's greater than what's going on outside of us, it will rekindle hope. If we breathe into our heart, our heart will speak of hope. It always does. I've worked with people for almost going on 40 years. And what I've noticed is, is that no matter what the head says, the heart always speaks of hope, but most of the time we don't listen to it. We've forgotten to listen to our heart. We've forgotten to be still and know that still small voice of hope, of hope. Um, I, what, I've, what I've discovered about hope is that it is a slow, slow soul death. Where the body is existing, but we're just existing. So I can understand that Emily, Emily Dickinson could say this. Hope is a thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings a tune without words and never stops at all. It is always there abiding in us, but sometimes it's got a very weak voice because we're not willing to pay attention to it. But it's still there. And what I love is that there's this wonderful gentleman named John Feldman, might be a relative, it's Joel, who is a researcher and he's been researching the power of hope. And what he says is, even when you know that prospects are grim, hope can help. It's not just a feeling, but a way to step into the future. And he studied this with, with uh, terminally ill patients. And he said that it's a real conundrum for oncologists to know that someone has a very slim chance of recovery, but they also know that they will not recover without hope. So how do they say what the verdict is and still encourage the patient to have hope? Because the hope does make a difference in the recovery. Not only that, um, uh, he said that, that hope is a creative principle and that hope is at the heart of perception. Unlike most perceptions, however, this one has the possibility of creating reality. He's done this through all of his studies. He's been studying this for decades. And he quotes, I love this, he quotes... Um, a book that uh, is uh, called Super Survivors, where 16 people who survived atrocious calamities used their hope to not only pull them forward, but to create a reality that did not exist before they were, before they, um, 
were, were hit with hope, I guess I'd just say. So one of them is a man named James Cameron. James Cameron was the only survivor of a 1930 lynch mob. He went on to establish the first chapter of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Then he worked to desegregate housing in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and ultimately founded America's Black Holocaust Museum. He has done a lot. Why hope? He was not under the illusion that the world was a wonderful place. See, it's not Pollyannish. It's not Pollyannish. It's not, this isn't happening. This is not bi- spiritual bypass. I don't believe in spiritual bypass. I think people just throw that out there so that they, they, they have an excuse to blame spiritual people for not being in the real world. Well, spiritual people are in the real world because we're brave enough to be in the real world. So here's a little joke, and then I'm going to go on to what Cameron said. <laughs> this is for... This is, I've known since ministerial school. I, I, I know two jokes. This is the second one. <laughs> if you heard the first one, that was it. I'm not said it again. I haven't said this one in about 30 years, so it's about time. A rabbi, a priest, and a religious scientist, which is what we are, went to hell. And they're sitting on a bench. I'm sure it's hot. And... The Catholic priest said to, no, the rabbi said to the Catholic priest, so why are you here? And the Catholic priest said, lust, lust, I couldn't get, I lust. It was only in my heart, but I lusted. And the Catholic priest said to the rabbi, rabbi, why are you here? And the rabbi said, bacon, 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 <laughs> bacon. And then both of them turned to the religious scientist and said, so why are you here? And the religious scientist says, it's not hot and I'm not here. That's a spiritual bypass. That's not what we do. That's not what we do. Back to Cameron. <laughs> Back to Cameron. He wasn't under any illusion that the world was uh, a wonderful place where things could, would easily work out fine. In contrast, he understood the staggering resistance he would face but believed that his efforts might nonetheless help to create a better world. As he wrote in his autobiography, A Time of Terror, with faith and prayer over my lips forever, I was determined to keep my hands on the throttle and my eyes on the prize. He had hope, and then he had faith, which is the next thing I want to talk about. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. If we hope without faith, we just have a wish. How many of you have wished for things? It's a difference. There's a difference between hoping because hope brings us forward. A wish is I hope it comes to me. A hope pulls us. A hope is in a future that has such power in it, it pulls us, and then faith is the energy that we use to move forward. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. But it's true, but faith is also the substance of things feared. 
Faith is the substance of whatever we give our attention to. Whatever we give our attention to, faith will start to fill that up. If we start to give our attention to how something never works out, sure enough, we have faith in things not working out, and sure enough, things won't work out. And even if they do work out, we can't say they work out. We can't, we, we can't live in that world because we don't have faith in it. We have, whatever, whatever world you're living in, however you're experiencing life, you have faith in that and it will continue. Hope will get you out of where you are to whatever you want to have happen. See, the universe, God, is in a conspiracy for our benefit. And, it is that, and that's why it gave us both hope and faith and they abide in us. We just need to activate them. And we need to choose which every day where we will put our faith. We will put it in our faith, and will we put our faith in our hopes, or will we put our faith in the things? Things will stay the same for ourselves and for the world. We get to choose. Um, and I have to admit, sometimes it's hard to choose my thoughts. It's not all, always easy. I, you know, sometimes I want to believe the best in something or in someone and I have a hard time. Sometimes I don't want to be anxious and I don't want to worry and sometimes it's hard to do. How many of you have ever been there? It's, you know, change your thinking, change your life. Oh yeah, that's easy. It's not easy sometimes. But luckily, when we have the faith, when we have faith in God, that faith boosts our faith in ourselves. So I have, I've learned that I can have faith in God because I've watched God work. I've watched the miracle of life. I've watched like, how the heck are we in such a beautiful place? How do we live on this earth how, do, how does my body function? I have faith in the universe. I have faith in God. And I put my faith in that faith. And that allows me to then just direct that faith. I believe that that faith will allow me to choose the things that I, that I want to think and, and follow my hope. I want you to try this out. How many of you have something that you wish did not occupy your mind? It goes on and, you, and, and, and I could say, don't think that. And it's like, and it goes, hello, follow me. I mean, isn't it wonderful that both Buddha and Jesus had three temptations before their enlightenment? I mean, spiritual masters are tempted. So if you feel bad about being tempted, get over it. You might be at the place where you're about to be enlightened. Really? It doesn't make you, I mean, you're in good company. Really good company. So, how, so let's say it again. How many of you, how, come on, who's, who's been, got this thing over there that says, 
No, pay attention to me. No, I can't. Yes, you can. No, I can't. Yes, you can. Come to me. Uh, all right. You got it? All right. Now, you can have a hope that you'll be over it. How many of you would hope you'd get over it? Right. But you're not. Because your faith is still in your ability. But what if you had the faith of God? In the New Testament, it says when you have faith in God, you have the faith of God. Uh, faith abides in you. It's not your faith. It was God-given faith. Just like you have God-given hope. You have God-given faith. You have the faith of God. You have the faith of God. So I want you to put that thing in front of you. Let's, because this is the participant. participatory part of, oh, this is, gets worse, participatory part of the service. I had you singing and dancing, now I want you to imagine that thing that you've been resisting, that thing that you don't want to be tempted by. I don't want to be tempted by this anxiety. I don't want to be tempted by this fear. I don't want to be tempted by that, that covetousness. I don't want to be tempted by that envy or that jealousy. I don't want to be tempted by what my body says is going on. I don't want to, see, how many of you, okay, got it in front of you? All right, good. Now, Say to yourself, I have the faith, I have faith in God, I have the faith of God, I can overcome this. Now say that. I have faith in God, I have the faith of God, I can overcome this. Now, here's what I want to say. This thing in front of you is a thought form so far. And what I've noticed is sometimes I'm in the room with people's thought forms and my voice goes up and my, and my, I, and my energy goes up, and I can actually scare people. Because I don't want to, to move into that thought form going, oh, please get away. Come on, go away. I know you've been here for years and decades, but go away, okay? No, 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 no. It's, get thee behind me, thought form. So, I mean... You also have the power of God and the power of your word. But we have these things that are huge in our life and we're not just going to, please go away. Please, God, make it go away. <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. So that's when you say... I have faith in God. I have the faith of God. Get thee behind me. And Satan, Satan, when Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan, Satan was only the idea that God wasn't present. That's all Satan is. I believed in this thought form more than I believed in God being before me. I believed in this thing having power more than I believed in the God within me having power. I have given my power to this, and that's called idolatry. I have, I have bowed down to the power of this thought that I can't do it or they can't do it or it's going to be the same forever and I'll never make it. That's a thought form that we give power to. So, But when we have the faith of God, we can say, excuse me. Pooh. Now that's parting the Red Sea once and for all, brothers and sisters. <laughs> Amen. 
And sometimes you have to do it. You know, sometimes there's this, this little niggle, and a little niggle can be a little yeah, blah, 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 but sometimes it's big. And that's when you, with more energy, so let's practice this together, right? So this is what you're going to say after me. I have faith in God. I have... Well, just a second, but you're going to do it with a little, this, not that. You're going to say, I have faith in God. I have, no, I have faith in God. I have the faith of God. Get thee behind me thought form. All right? But let's do it with a little power. Like, if it's a big thought thought, if it's a big thought form, it takes a little energy to bust it open. So, I have faith in God. I have the faith of God. Get thee behind me, thought form. Get thee behind me, thought form. That's, oh, love you. Thank you. Doesn't it feel more powerful? That's faith. I mean, Jesus said faith could move mountains. So practice faith. Start, it's a muscle. Practice, here's how I, I, I do it. So, and I, I shared this on my uh, thoughts to sleep on. I write down all the things I want to have happen in a day, and then I turn them over to spirit. And at the end of the day, I, I look. And I've noticed that so many things that I want have happened. It's giving me faith. Record your prayers, and then write the results, and it will build your faith. So when you say, I have the faith of God, get thee behind me, there's a good chance it will. Don't wait for the big stuff to call up that faith. Use your faith constantly. Always be using your faith. Right, now, next thing, love. Everything responds to love. Tehar Deshardan said that love is the magnet that is drawing us to, to our creator. All of creation is being drawn to the creator by the power of love. And if you and if and in John it says that God is love. So if if you have a hard time using the word God, which some people do, how many of you want to admit it? I don't like the word God. Use love. God did this, no love did this. God is within me, love is within me. God is present, love is present. And what will happen is that that love will start to be activated within us, and it is the greatest power there is in the world. Why? Because it is God itself. And when we know love, we know a sense of oneness. Because that's what God is. It's the whole enchilada. There's nothing left out. Now, sometimes, sometimes love is, sentiment, uh, is, is reduced to a sentiment and a feeling. Like, I feel it some days, and I feel it another, you know, not so much. So let's just be honest. How many times do you have someone that you love, but don't, it's not really working today? <laughs> I notice some people are just raising eyebrows. <laughs> you know, it's, love isn't a feeling. Love is a power. Some, and you'll only feel it when it's being active in you. When, when, you, when you are doing something to activate that love, you'll start to feel that love. But the love is always there because God is always there. It's always present. And if you want to activate that love, I love it. The Master Jesus gave us a, gave us a, a method. You know, 
Bless those who abuse you and pray for those who, who are your enemies. Bless them, praise them, and forgive them. Bless them, praise them, forgive them. And I, I love my dog all the time. I love my horses most of the time. I love my husband a lot. <laughs> because it's a funny feeling. I mean, I mean I, I'm, I'm going to admit this. I have, love can sometimes just be a mood. But it's a power when you're activating it by always blessing, forgiving, and actively praying for. So the best way to do it, because I know you're very spiritual people, because you're watching this or you're in the room, is if we really want to activate love, bless the thing or the person that's the hardest to bless. What do you resist loving and blessing and forgiving? They are your teacher. They are the way to a greater sense of love. Yay, isn't that fun? <laughs> I know. It's a get thee behind me thought form. Uh, oh, you know, it's like, wow, what great stuff when we can just say, uh, I'm choosing to love. And I'm going to do that by, by simply, simply like love within me. I'm not using God. Love within me. Bless this person and may their life be more full and satisfied. May they know comfort. May they know joy. May their heart's desire be made known to them. And then there's somebody that you have something against and you forgive them and you forgive them and forgive them. And pretty, you know, at first it'll be it's like straw in your mouth. There's no power in it. I forgive you. I forgive you. Bless your little heart. But pretty soon, if you keep up, it, you will forgive them. And pretty soon, you'll know that you've forgiven them because you'll think of them and you won't, your heart won't constrict. And let's say there's a part of your body. How many of you have a part of your body that you wish would shape up? Sometimes maybe literally. Then you bless your body. You love it as it is. Uh, or your, or, your, or your work, or your home, or your neighborhood, or our city. Seattle could use some love, brothers and sisters. Not when it gets better. Cameron didn't wait for the world to get better and then, and then have hope. No, he had hope and he made the world better. Let's love our city and our state. Let's love, let's love our world. Because... It will draw, love is, a, is a, a magnet that not only draws us to our creator, love draws good things to it. So we're blessed in the, in the, in the meantime. And we, you know, we haven't even touched the power. T.R. Deschardin said, we have not even touched the greatest power there is, which is love. We have, we have harnessed electricity, we've harnessed the sun, we've harnessed the winds, we've harnessed the seas, we've harnessed all that power, and it's nothing compared to love. So who's in for taking the hardest thing that they can and choosing this week to love it? Great. Let's do it. Let's prove love because love wins.
maybe not in the short term, but it will always win. Bye for now.